me uh make sure how's lighting i got good oh yeah you're yeah everything looks looks good sounds good yeah all right that's awesome and i don't have to have this background I was messing around. Here, I'm in Jurassic Park now. Let's All right, cool. <laughs> I'm in Vegas. We were talking about Tupac's uh, murder. Oh, yeah. Or assassination, I should say. Okay. And, um, but not. let's see. Let's get a good. Oh, yeah. How about none? Here you go. This is my place. Uh, I, your place looks better than most of those pictures you, you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome back to Zombie Squadcast. And this episode, I have Jason Nunez. Did I, did I get that correct? That is correct, man. How awesome. you doing, Glenn? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I'm pretty good with names. So me and Jason have worked with, together on a n- numerous ep- numerous amount of episodes of crime shows that are shot endless here. amounts, endless yeah. amounts. Maybe maybe twenty different, thirty different shoots. I don't know, but I, it, it seems like every time I'm called in to play a cop or a detective, some sort of you know FBI agent, every yeah. other shoot I show up. You're like the AD, the first AD or yeah. the associate producer or something like yeah. that. So that's how me and Jason know each other. Numerous, numerous crime show shoots, crime show productions, um, all those various crime shows on ID or uh, more particularly maybe copycat killers on reels. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, Jason, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and what you've been up to. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, well, thank you for having me on, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure. I've known you for a while now. Uh, for you, like you said, man, going on. I mean, what four or five? I I worked with you from the beginning, from when I started, like in production. When I like, I remember seeing you when I was just like a PA, just grabbing waters and coffees, and like that was so, it. So, what year did, would you say you started? Uh, I now I guess five about five years, like 2014, 2015. Okay. I started. How long? How long have you been uh, well, in the business? I've been I've been doing production maybe fifteen, fourteen or fifteen years. Okay, great. And so I graduated with a with a bachelor's in film and TV in '04. I had a, I worked at Discovery Channel for a little bit in Silver Spring, maybe three four years there. Then broke out full time freelance. But I'd say I started acting. I broke out into acting, kind of, just added that to the list. Of things to do as a full-time freelancer but i but i started acting in 2015 so that makes a lot of sense if if i started acting in 2015 and maybe you were you know paing and then working your way up to ading in 2014 and 2015 that makes sense yeah that whole for my first year i did um just pa just paing um and then i finally I grew up here in the DC area and um after basically after just um i was managing a catering company while doing stand-up so i also do stand-up in dc okay and uh i kind of got tired of the catering company it was only because it took away my nights and for stand-up it just it's all it's all about night you know all these shows are at nighttime they start the earliest they start is seven eight o'clock um so that's like the stand-up does the stand-up right and that's Mm -hmm. literally i mean for events and all sorts of you know catering events and stuff like that you're starting at like four or five and you're ending at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., depending mm-hmm. on how long the event is. So that kills my weeknights and more importantly, my weekend nights because that's prime for, you know, shows, stand-up shows all over the city. Um, and back then, back like four or five years ago, it, comedy wasn't as prominent as it is now in D.C. Um, there, there weren't as many shows, there weren't as many clubs, there weren't as many comedians. Um, so I, I felt really... I was really like a big part of like the uh, DC comedy scene, like growing. And so I just kind of got tired of 
I felt like I was missing out on something that was I really love and it's super fun and I still do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the money was was good for for the time, but I just kind of got tired of coming home tired. Like I I put in a lot to I, whatever job it is. I like to give a hundred percent, and right. I told myself if I'm going to give a hundred percent, how about we just find something that is either comedy or will help me later uh, with comedy in whatever sort of way. Um, then I just, uh, you know, I quit. I kind of got tired of a catering company, uh, quit without knowing really what I was going to do. I just started picking up like little jobs. Like I was, uh, that's the best way to do it. That's the best way. I just to had do to do it. it. So it just pushes me. Exactly. It pushes me to do something to get the wheels turning. And I first started doing like a couple of side jobs at like farmers markets and like different little companies that I, uh, got to got to know with the catering business mm-hmm. i got to know a bunch of different people that own little smaller startup companies food startup companies so i worked with them a lot and bounced around a lot of food markets here and there and while i was doing that i did that maybe for like two three months while i was doing that uh i was just doing stand-up like i mean probably 10 times a week or more uh which is great and I passed along my resume to a friend of ours. You might have known him too. Um, his name is Prim. He was uh, he was in DC. He was a uh, white, uh, white guy with a beard. Yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. more like art director. Art. Mm-hmm. He was more yeah. And he, he does a lot of wardrobe. He does a lot of wardrobe. Right? And wardrobe and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now he's like now he's in LA and he's like constructing sets uh, sets for you know different shows and and and. and and films and stuff, which is really awesome. Did and he did he, did he run over to LA with um, Alfonso? Alfonso, yes. Oh, and, and that other guy. Oh, now I can't remember him because I did set I did set deck. Oh, anyway, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll find his name. But yeah, so so you and I get, Prim. Uh, so he, yeah, I met Prim through comedy because he was really close friends to with a group of people um, that put up a show called Church Night, which is like a parody. Uh, church show um, and it's super funny super alternative they have stand-up they have burlesque and they have just the whole thing is a whole like giant sketch like very very well written um, check them out if you get a chance church night is, is super great and now now since uh, uh, the whole thing is going on here with the virus and they can't do any live shows because um, they used to do shows like in New York here um, but now they're just doing a lot of streaming shows, which mm-hmm. the first one was, I believe, two weeks ago. It was, it was great, man. They put in some re- like the production is like great. They they know what they're doing. It's 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 fabulous. Super super funny. So it's um, church night. Church night. Yeah. Okay. So Prim was involved in the early early days of that coming up, and he's just uh, he was one of the producers and stuff and and helped out. He was a big part of that and. I knew him through that because I performed on the show, Church Night, super fun people, great people. Um, and then I found out that Prim had just started with a, a little company named Sirens that was here in the D.C. area in yep. Silver Spring. Sirens Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sirens Media, you know. I heard he had gotten a job in production, and I was like, whoa. I, I just didn't know. I was like, whoa, there's production jobs in in, in, in Virginia and in D.C. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. I was like, what? That's, I, I didn't know that. that that's great. Um, and I gave him my resume. I just talked to him. I gave him my resume. I said, hey, man, when you have time, I know you just got in. I don't want you to think that, you know, like, put, don't just put in a word, like, right now. I'm just saying when you get comfortable and you're good and you're set with them and you think um, they'll take your word or something or if they need somebody, here's my resume. 
take your time. I don't expect any responses back uh, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Three, so it was just three months later, um, somebody uh, hit me up from Sirens. And they asked if I was available for like a, just to be a day player PA. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. I just said yes. Um, my first, uh, my first, my call time for the first time I ever was on set was 4 p.m. Right. So I'm thinking, oh, great. I get to sleep in easy. Uh, I'm guessing I'll be there for a couple of hours. You know, I have no idea what production is like. You know, and it was so like four to four, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I did not know that. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling in at like four o'clock, thinking, "Oh, great, we'll be done." Like, I don't know, eight, nine, ten. Right. Who knows? Whatever. Um, how long can these guys go? You know, what are we doing here at night in the middle of the night? Uh, and so, super small group. I get the hang of it. I mean, it's nothing, especially as a PA. It's not just I don't know. Some some people are terrible just because they just com- common sense. I feel like is huge in the PA world when you're just kind of starting out, it's like, have a little common sense and I think you'll be just fine. And people will see that you're actively trying to help rather than no one's not trying to help or trying to make it worse. But then there's some people, some PA, some new, new people, green people that just don't know how to advance like everybody, how, like, if you're, if you're doing like, Everyone's got to keep moving, man. Like, we're all on the same team. Everyone's got to put in 100% effort so we can all get done in time. And I was just very – I was young, and I was, like, uh, excited to be in this world that I didn't know, that I, I'd only seen and heard about in movies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, wide-eyed and just listening, and you need this, you need that. And I'm just kind of, like, all ears and eyes, attention to detail, like, oh, do you need this? Hey, maybe we need this since we had this on the last scene, right? Like, just little things helping them out, being, like, their extra ear or their extra eye to, to anybody, whoever was close to me. I mean, I, it's not like I went straight to, like, talking to the directors or anything. Like, I would just chat with the AC, with the sound guys. The sound guys are great to talk to because they literally hear everything that goes on on set. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're, like, they'll give you, like, the best, I don't want to say dirt, but just, like, the best info in terms of, like, you know, what the crew needs and wants and all sorts of stuff like that. So I learned um, by just listening to crew. A lot of my stuff was listening to crew and what their needs are, what their wants, you know. And I found out early that if you make the crew happy, um, you're, you're, you're in good shape. You're going to be getting another job probably by them, by word of mouth, just from them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So what, what's that rule? Number one is crew eats first. You know, you have catering laid out. Yeah. Some of these actors and extras and, and day players might be sitting there just smelling it and staring at it. And it's like, right. no, crew eats for crew eats first. Yeah. And, and, and you're right because this crew eats first so that they can get in line. They can get, you know, the, the first pickings cause they got to yeah. scarf it down and they got to get right back to the set and move a light or reposition uh set dressings and furniture or they gotta they gotta like they gotta run around and grab wardrobes and rearrange things this and props and this that and the other thing because because an actor me i've i've come to your sets and you know get paid pretty well and i'm there for three freaking hours yeah and maybe there's some crew members getting paid the same amount i am and they're there for 10 to 12 hours a day yeah, yeah, it's rough, man. And there's and there's 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 shoots I've been on where I was there all twelve hours. Yeah, there were shoots as an actor I was there all twelve hours. There's shoots that I was there for like three hours, four hours, in and out. And my wife is like, "What in the fuck?" 
how are you? <laughs> and you're getting paid for this? And yeah. And then she sees the final product and she says, that's amazing. And I did, you know, three days at that day rate, two hours here, seven hours here, four hours there. And, yeah. and so what, what people don't seem to realize, a lot of actors, oh, we're sitting here doing nothing. Can't we eat? And I'm like, no, you can't because these guys are here 12 hours a day. And, yeah. and I've been there. And it's, and it's funny you mentioned sound. There was two and a half straight years I did production sound for films, for TVs, for commercials. And yeah, you're able to listen in. I remember there was this one gig where I'll try to make this as political and as, and, and we don't I'll, have to mention names or I'll anything. I'll make this so, as PC, yeah. but basically the, uh, the, the leads actor and actress hooked up. Yeah. And then the oh. next, and the next day, and then the next day on shooting within a span of 24 hours, they were great that they were great that day. They must've gone out for like happy hour that night, you know, hooked up, came yeah. back on set. And she was saying shit like, do not touch me. Stop screwing this up and it and, and it went from like a hundred to zero in the yeah and i'm sitting here giggling and people wow. are like, what, what is so funny they're still mic'd up they don't realize it sure sure of course if someone goes to the bathroom i'm telling them like hey uh turn it off or give it to me or let's take it off or whatever but you know, i also had a boom op and he's and, and he's got headphones and so slowly he'll, he'll be booming and he's like looks back at me what but they might be whispering and the rest of the crew doesn't hear it but right we, but we hear it and it's like but you're right um another thing is that you might hear as a sound guy and you mentioned that you know you get a lot of tidbits from from the sound guys that the sound guy might hear tension with the crew yeah you know i'm fed up with this set i'm fed up with this mm -hmm. and so that sound guy could pass that off to the pa it's like hey very much so yes bring, bring a few extra waters maybe yep. go grab maybe go grab some snacks and bring it to set and then grab an apple grab healthy shit not you know um mm -hmm. candy bars but grab a granola yeah. bar and a cold apple. soda you know not a lukewarm so yeah, yeah yeah different things yeah yeah no fresh, it's... fresh hot fresh hot piping coffee yeah mm -hmm. so important coffee is and i i mean it, i started drinking i didn't drink coffee for the longest time for the longest time i used to i and before i did the catering company i used to work for a, a car part delivery service and I got to know coffee then because it was like 7 a.m. Um, mm. up until like it was a 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. kind of job deliveries all day. I'm driving all day. I got to wake up early. And I was like, okay, I'll give coffee a try. It was great. You know, one cup in the morning, good to go. And then production came, came by and I learned not only how important coffee is to the crew, but mm -hmm. to like for me as well. And don't get me wrong, I'm not drinking like nine cups of coffee now. I, I like to stick between like two to three, usually just two. But I got to have my coffee now. And it's just such yeah. an important thing for, you know, a lot, a lot of these. I, I don't have any kids, so I'm, I can wake up whatever time, you know, like I just, you know, but these other guys, they, they've been, they've been doing this for years. They have uh, families to feed. They have all. So, you know, I, ha I like coffee is important because it's just like. I'll be fine because I can wake up the latest as possible and then just jet to set. But like, there's other people with kids. They got to wake up. They got to make food for their kids. They got to drop off their kids. They got to see their wife, all sorts of stuff. And it's like, man, they really, they, they legit didn't even have time to buy coffee or, 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 or make it or let alone drink it. So it's like, coffee is so important to have on set before crew arrives. That's always my goal is to have coffee before crew arrives. And, um, 
and yeah and back to the act the actors like stay, staying there all day sometimes really, I'm, I'm always so proud of when i like wrap my actors earlier than they oh, yeah. expect i love lo- like i'm just, it makes me feel good and you and because like I, I know they feel good about it i love when they get to go home when there's still daylight outside yeah. and, and and i've noticed and i've noticed you know like, like that sense about you when you come up to people like you're wrapped you're wrapped you're wrapped and it's and, and it seems like yeah uh, you have a, an enjoyment with that, absolutely. I, I do. I love. I love telling people that they can leave. Just leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. It's a great feeling because it's a. It's like a little sense of like, I'm gonna be here and working hard for you. You go ahead and you go home. You go right. home. Take care of that wife. You take care mm-hmm. of that kid. All right. You tell yeah. them my story. You know. And I and 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 I totally told you all my business so that you would know that and then maybe kind of push to get me out the door sooner. I know what I'm doing because both as a crew and as, as cast, I know, I know what to like little tidbits of information to put out there. And just, just as a person too, you're just telling me a little bit of, your side so i can understand so i'm not just like oh great this another actor wants to leave early again classic you know like no you're a human being and you have things to do you have another life except you know right instead of just being in front of the camera but again but again from my standpoint me having been been a professional and, and still with the exception of right now being a professional both sides of the camera I know how to work it in such a way that I'm not coming up and be like, Hey, can I get out of here? I'm coming up and be like, Hey, check it out. You know, we just had our first kid, you know, a week ago, look at this kid's huge. Da, 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 da. But I know I put that out there. It's like, okay, let's just get uh, Nelson in and out. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's, it's a bit of a sneaky trick, but it's, but it's more professional and it's, and it's more um, appreciated than it is like, Oh, do you still need me? Um, yeah. Do you still yeah, mean? Yes, because yes. because I've even seen in you know uh, emails of all our casting directors, you know Thea Washington and and mm-hmm. and Vicky Valentine and yeah. Hannah Hillbrot, I believe it's pronounced. If they always have that at the bottom, don't ask when to wrap. They'll let you know when we're, we're wrapped. They always oh, have. Oh, is that right? They always have that in in their signature. Yeah, I think yeah. they have that in their automatic signature. Uh, don't ask when you're wrapping. They'll let you know when you're wrapping. Um, and, has, and I'm sure that's for yeah. more for you know uh, newer actors. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of new people that are always around. You know, a lot of extras that we use that are like they're relatively green. So I feel like it's more for them. You know, once mm-hmm. you're in the in the business for a while, both in the acting side and 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 uh, behind the camera, mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense of of that. Like, hey, these are just going to be long days, man. This is, you know, I I know I know an actor has been doing it for a while when they brought a backpack full of. Their laptop, their 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 work stuff. They brought a couple books. They brought their own snack, their own water bottle. Like I'm just like, oh okay, yeah, they know the game. Oh yeah, hurry up and wait. You know, so yeah. hurry up and wait. I mean, again, I I have this extra expertise as crew, but I think it was my second acting gig. I bought I brought my backpack with my laptop and the tr- and the plug, and a little power strip with my phone, and I'm and I'm on there like you know, oh you need me? You just close it up get out there but i'm pretty sure you've seen me numerous times just on my laptop like hey just let me know when you need me yeah and i'm like i'm applying to other gigs and i'm i'm right i'm working on my passion projects and my scripts. i'm updating my youtube i'm replying to emails i'm doing business just like everybody else and that's the first thing i tell people is don't even yeah okay sure bring a book but 
me, I've never done with the little extra side projects, side hustles, supplementary income, right. the other gigs that I have to reach out to and book and lock in and, you know, finagle, you know, I'm always finagling different dates. And you raise another point is that, yeah, I've been acting for five years. You know, I've been on sets for maybe over 10 years, but I've been acting for only five years. But I'm definitely still not at that Bruce Willis, uh, Will Smith, you know, Tom Hardy type of level where, you know, Nick, I, I worked on, I was, a, I was actually a PA on National Treasure 2. Uh, oh, yeah? Nice. When that, yeah, I think that was shot in D.C. I, when the, the D.C. scenes were shot spring of 07, I think, because I was, okay. was full time at Discovery and I worked my vacation days to where I, I kind of was double dipping. I was working on that and still working at Discovery. What were you doing in, in Discovery? Um, media operations. So basically with Discovery, you know, uh, if, if, editors wanted, if editors wanted to make a promo. So basically I worked at the, the, the lab where they made all the promos. Next week on Mythbusters, tomorrow on Mythbusters, tonight on Mythbusters, next on Mythbusters. So you get a voice actor that does that and they need scenes. Uh, okay. they, they need scenes from previous episodes. So we have protection masters. And so they would need a copy of something and I would make a digital copy or I would put it on a, on a tape, but they can't have this copy. Mm. This is like the end all be all protection master of episode of season five, episode three of Mythbusters. Okay. Now my last year, it was just digitizing everything, just digitizing everything because for they, discovery for discovery, because they were okay. basically taking their entire library and digitizing it and putting it in a mm -hmm. digital library. So okay, that, right, right. That was I remember passion. when they were doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so you know, uh, an actor like Nick Cage would have it contractually, like he's only going to work certain hours. Okay. You know, uh, he's only going to work eight hours a day. Um, you know, actors like that have stand-ins and they have doubles and they have right. and they only come in when it's they don't sit there they don't sit there and test lights like we do. They don't sit there like while the DP is testing lights. Right, right. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. He's got all his lines memorized. He's gone over stuff with the director over and over. But when it comes to the more indie stuff and the more low budget stuff, and 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 like like uh, you know the ID crime shows might be, the actors are going to sit there through the lighting through the test. But the crew's a lot quicker because mm -hmm. they got to fill in the day with way more shots. Right. And and so, right. I'm I'm experienced enough to where I. But but I still will need that email. Like I'll see I'll see these notes and I still read them. Yeah. Don't bug don't bug the crew about rapping. Okay. Well, that's where I'll get slick and show a picture of my newborn baby, and then, <laughs> and then you'll think about that. Be like, well, we really. Oh man, I'm so excited for Glenn. Do we really need him? No, we don't. Let me go. Let, let me go make sure I get him out of here. Yeah. And, and it's like it's little slick things that with experience, you still know where you are in this industry. You know, I'm not super famous yet and i'm not i'm not at that level to where i can demand this that and the other thing on a set but i'm experienced enough to where i know how to work it and still remain respectable because i've even directed and produced oh, nice. and, and had actors pull that with me and i'm like you know just mm. hold on we still need you i mean i appreciate you doing this that and the other thing yeah and then i chances are i won't work with that actor again because right they're a headache and i'm yeah. sure you guys have done that put out notes like hey don't don't send this guy or don't send this gal because yeah they're, they're a nightmare and i don't want to be on that 
I don't want to be on that shit list, you know? Yeah. No, Thea's good at that, at, um, at like reminding me, Hey, give me some good feedback. Cause I got to know what, you know, and mm-hmm. cause I, I tend to be a little bit more like diplomatic and like, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes somebody has a bad day, or whatever, mm-hmm. but she's good at like reminding me, like, we need to know. Cause you know, like if they're just going to be pulling this kind of stuff, you know, whether it be, uh, being late or, or just being short with some, with any of us, you know, to another actor or to a crew member or anything. I haven't experienced anything, anything crazy like that with an actor. Um, to be honest, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like, we definitely do that. And we definitely just, I love having you around because I know whenever, if you're going to be in a scene, it's going to be, we're going to do it quick. Right. Cause you're, cause you're, you know, you're good. You just, you can turn it on. Like you said, you're, you can be on your computer working on, on your, on your script or whatever other side projects you got going. And like you said, you told me, Hey man, just let me know. Give me a quick one. I'll throw on the, throw on the suit or whatever. Um, and, and I, I love, I love that about you because I tend to give you or try to give you the bigger scenes or, or the more quote unquote, oh, like Im- important scenes with like, Oh, like we need this interrogation. This is a very important interrogation because this is the main guy getting interrogated. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, if I when you're on set, I've seen your work, and I'm just like, oh, let's let's put Glenn in there because I know it's 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 bigger, it's heavier, it's mm-hmm. meatier, it's more things to remember. He's gonna get it faster, and not nothing against all the other. I, I just know you a little bit better, and I've seen you, I've seen you more, and so whenever you're on set. She's like, oh man, it's nice to see a familiar face, and I also know he can put in the work and make us like, make rap, make us go home, you know, wrap wrap us home, take us home. Which that's wow. that's what I love. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. Wow, yeah, for awesome. sure. Awesome. Oh man, you, uh, you're always a pleasure to work with, man. I love I uh, love your attitude, um, and you're just uh, yeah, you just uh, the few times that we've talked, it's very like just one to one. Personally, you were telling me, I mean, back in the day, you were telling me uh, when you, when your 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 girl was pregnant i believe and then just uh, you know we give each other like little little updates and stuff like mm-hmm. that and i do remember talking to you about um your now wife because uh she, i believe she's a teacher and my girlfriend's a teacher too oh, wow. i think okay. we're connected on that she's a high school teacher i think you're uh teaches elementary school or middle school or third grade right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i remember talking about that um, so then you, when you brought up your baby, like a, a month ago, I was just like, Oh man, that's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Congrats. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and it was, uh, I remember that day that was, uh, the Corona was, was, was hitting, was about to peak or was, yeah, it, that was, about- that, that was, that was the time we were still doing elbow bumps. Now, now it's six feet back. Yeah. But I remember yeah. on, uh, but I remember on set, I remember on set, I was still like, I think I, I think I went to shake your hand. You were like, you know, elbow bump and i'm like yes thank you thank yeah. you i gotta because every it, right it was a and that day was the first time i started doing the elbow bump just because I yeah. mean, two days before it was like it was like whatever and it just mm-hmm. happened to get going and uh, more cases got brought. and i was just like was it the last you weren't with us the second day right you were with us the first I wasn't, day i wasn't because there was there was there was a there was a a, a medical issue Sorry, with, you, with both my baby and with both yeah. the kid and the wife and because she was at the time she was still recovering she had a C-section and I think two days before that shoot was my was my son's bris which is uh, uh, a circumcision you know yeah. the, Jew, the Jewish uh, the wife's Jewish and so we had a bris for the kid nice and, and so he was still sore and cranky and so something came up with the, the circumcision. And then my wife's recovery all in the same day. Ooh. And plus, 
you know, we were just aware of how things were coming along with the whole mm-hmm. COVID, the, the whole coronavirus. So I had to do like 17 different things all in that day. I had to go run and like binge buy. Everybody was running to the store and mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to get like 18 packages of, of toilet paper. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that much of a, of a, of a panicker. Panic I just, shot. I just needed one pack of toilet paper yesterday and I couldn't even get it. Yeah. I went, I went yesterday uh, after two, after a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I went earlier last month. Um, but yeah, that's when it all started. And yeah. I, I remember like just watching the news and updates and the day where the day you were there, that was actually, we actually, we worked together in front of the camera. Remember? Cause I yep. was, uh, yep. I, I like subbed in for somebody it, when it was just, a, it was just a pickup for a prior shoot. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was funny. I was that after was, all these years, that was the first time that, and they're, they're going to use that footage cause it was for pickup. So I just thought it was yeah. funny that after all these years, um, we were actually quote unquote working together in front of the camera. And that, and, and I've told you a million, a million times that I've learned so much from you guys production wise, uh, indie, indie filmmaking wise, yeah. you guys, because that day you guys were shooting the majority of one episode and then doing a bunch of pickups for a second episode. Yeah. I've yeah. been on a number of shoots where you guys did that. You guys were shooting the dramatic reenactments for two different episodes in a span of maybe 12 hours. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember we were at that, that big property where there's the pond in the backyard, there's that huge house and there was that little supplemental house, a little smaller house. We did a whole bunch of family stuff in that house for one episode. We did interrogation stuff for a totally different episode mm-hmm. in a smaller little guest house. I think it was. There's that pond. It's out in Frederick. It's got a it's got a huge barn. It's actually oh yeah yeah big, yeah oh Sageway Sageway Sageway. Thank yeah, you. It was classic. the Sageway house, and I remember, yeah. and I, that might have been my second or third acting gig with Sirens when I first saw how you guys were pulling. Like you guys were shooting two episodes in one day. Yeah yeah. You guys like the way you guys are able to pull off. You know squeeze every drop out of the towel to like pull these little hacks out and it was it was the crime recruit shows you know sirens and story house that gave me the idea to do the similar kind of production i do uh i do a dc comics show and a marvel comics show shot and produced in the vein of the crime reenactment shows say oh wow Say, you know, say Bruce Wayne, you know, is dumb being Batman. He goes home, has a cocktail and sits in front of ID. What kind of shows would be on ID in that world? In that world. If Bruce Wayne was watching ID or if Tony Tony Stark and and, and, uh, uh, Steve Rogers went home, had a whiskey and watched ID. And so they they got the so we sh- we do the green screen with the, the you shot these already not only you wrote these and shot and shot them already yeah see, are they on yeah. your are they on your YouTube channel or yeah season oh, uh, okay the, fir- the first seasons are up Rose Gallery for DC Sinister Infinite for Marvel so the first seasons are up the first seasons for each universe are up and I just finished editing season two of Rogues I'm in the process of editing season two of Sinister and those those will be up hopefully in the Hopefully within less of, less than a month. I'll Dude, I love man. I used, Rogue used to be my favorite X Men, and I I mean she's still up there. I just mm-hmm. ever since the movies came out, they totally like watered her down. No, no, oh, like, oh, oh. I just I don't keep up with the comics anymore. That's why. But I just mean like Rogue was like what is her name from the movies? She was in True Blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's gonna kill me. She, uh, yeah, she's. Dude, she's such a hot rogue. 
And she then, was good, but like they, she was too innocent. When I Rogue, I remember, and a lot of the characterization I got more from the uh, X Men uh, cartoon show on mm-hmm. Fox rather than like the comics. And she was like, I thought she was like such a badass in the in the show. Um, oh yeah, in the animated show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Anna Paquin, she was Rogue. Anna Paquin, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know if I can. Yeah, there we go. Get some pictures of. They just did nothing with her. They just made her into like this, like almost almost like a damsel in distress, which was annoying. All right, well, these are other movies that she's in. Yeah, she was in True Blood, yeah. but uh, I, 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 yeah, she was a damsel in distress, and you know, you know, Magneto and all the the bad mutants wanted to utilize her powers to like you know do other things. So she was important, um, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought she, I just thought she was super hot in that. Yeah, you don't mind the uh, the gap teeth. She's 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 got prominent gap, gap teeth, right? Kinda, she but she pulls it off. It's, she pulls it off it's wonderfully. Sexy, yeah, it's sexy on her, kind of like same with Madonna. I think had the same thing, I and mean, she pulled it off. You know, does Madonna have a gap? I think so. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, let me see. Pull that up. Madonna. I just all I can remember is uh, Anthony Anderson's teeth, teeth gap. Anthony Anderson. He's got a big oh gap. yeah 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 and he and but you and know, he makes I, it work he's great he's funny but but yeah I but it works for a different it works differently for a guy because uh, see where am I gonna find it but uh, type in Madonna Gap teeth she might have had it fixed. she probably fixed it right might maybe because I remember in the eighties yeah it was pretty prominent oh here we go. Very little. Okay, so not so much, maybe. Yeah. Not not so much. It was it was very subtle, but yeah, she was sexy too. Did you get a chance to watch the latest um, X Men film, Dark Phoenix? Yeah, it was all right. Was I don't. Right. I didn't hate it I, as I much as everybody hated it, but that's what I think. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I was just like, I feel like people are hating on it way too much. Okay, so my biggest my biggest beef with comics or 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 pseudo comic fans is i remember having a conversation with somebody about amazing spider-man 2 with jamie i'm definitely more pseudo than like full-on because like i i have a bunch of comics but Mm -hmm. i wasn't like deep i mean honestly i bet half of them i didn't read um it was more about like collecting them and i just i was i had a bunch of spider i went through a spider-man phase and an x-men phase i was mostly marvel my brother had a little bit of dc stuff but in terms of the movies i mean i've seen pretty much every every uh, superhero movie that there has been yeah i've seen every single movie i mean when i was 12 13 14 i think around that age bracket i was buying collecting and reading some but i got you know i would get hooked they were it was comics were perfect in the 90s they hooked kids in such a way that they had like these unique specials with a with a much more unique cover and Mm -hmm. i would grab that and it was say oh my god spawn i was so all about spawn when spawn did a collab with um there was another it wasn't g-force it was the wildcats did you ever Mm -hmm. read the wildcats Mm -hmm. oh man i thought when that cartoon came out i thought that was like suit just such a dope like uh um, superhero team like Mm -hmm. i thought they were and i remember buying a couple of um crossovers where they had spawn and wildcats oh yeah and if they had crossovers then i jumped into it yeah i was a big batman guy you know as a very small little kid you know with the christopher reeve superman movies i was huge into that 
Yeah. Which then kind of got me into comics. But then when Batman came out in 89, I was like a Batman buff. Mm. And then somehow I started, and then I guess it was because of the X-Men comics, I started getting into the X-Men the X-Men cartoon on Fox. Yeah. I started yeah. getting into X-Men comics. But there would be like, you know, a series like uh, uh, ch- uh, Children of Children of Men. It was the Children of Men series with, with X-Men battling Strife, who's oh, wow. like, Strife is like Cable's, Cable's clone. And then, and then dealing with Genesis, who's a clone of Cable. It was, you know, like all this crazy stuff. And then I would stop. And then I would see another series of comics. And I was totally like quit that and get like World War. I would get like World War Hulk. I, I had like that three comic, uh, three comic package, but I never read any other comp Hulk comics. Okay. And so eventually I, I had the whole death of Superman and funeral for a friend series, but then I stopped reading, but I never really read Superman outside of like this. Holy crap. Superman. They killed Superman. You got to buy this. I quickly ran and bought it. And then sold it for a shitload of money on eBay maybe nice. 10 years ago. But as far as reading it, you know, I would always bounce. But mm-hmm. the second we started, because everyone, you know, you know how the story goes. Why read the book if there's going to be a movie, you know? And so it was right. like the same thing for me. You know, once Blade came out and I saw Marvel, I was like, oh, they're going to start. I even thought they're going to start a whole series of Marvel movies. Yeah. So, Blade one and two came out. Still waiting for that was, man. That was so like when first off, Blade one suit like su- super violent, mm-hmm. super good. Still, mm-hmm. I just rewatched it. And then, but then when two came out, I think two is better than than one. Two was way better. I think they uh, they stepped it up with the because mo- it was who wasn't who was it uh, uh, Del Toro or who was it um, the director Guillermo Del Toro. Guillermo, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he got all like. He went all creature with yeah. the new vampire with the opening of the yeah that was like the, like the vampire vampires yeah 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 that was yeah. All. and also when like I guess instead of they like burned up and like and burned up in fire like after uh-huh. that was like just a little special and it wasn't even great special effects but just it was just something different and it, it was definitely like a step up they took everything that, from Blade that was like good and they just put everything they stepped it up a notch which I really yeah. liked and then and then we had Blade three. And then we had Blade Three, Blade <laughs> but, Trinity, Blade Trinity. But you know, from 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 when Blade One and Blade Two, and then I don't know if X Men One came out before Blade Two, but I, th- I just knew they were all Marvels, and I was like, we're gonna start seeing a whole slew of like this dope product, and then it just grew and grew and grew. That's crazy and- how you kind of knew. See, I would never have guessed that. Like I, because oh, like back so- then, like I didn't know. The whole like story with Marvel uh, sold a lot of the rights back in the early '90s, late '80s because they were having financial issues. So they sold like half of their characters' rights to whoever would buy them, including Sony mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Fox and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I never like thought that it would grow. Like like I never thought I would we would see like uh civil war for instance or like or let alone like spider-man in space like i never thought we'd see that in a yeah. movie in a cinematic fashion I've, I've always i've always seen this i've always seen this that and the other thing in the comic uh in the cartoons because the cartoons were coming out in the 80s and 90s so yeah. we've always had the cartoons and you know i've was aware of you know some of the the the, the great story arcs like the civil war and the world war hulk and uh, you know spider-man's you know numerous 
major arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, death in the families, uh, heroes going against each other, and also hero team ups. So I was always aware of that. Now I was I, I don't know I was never really in depth familiar with uh, Apocalypse or or uh, the House of M mm-hmm. or or the X-Men and the, the Brotherhood of Mutants teaming up against the U.S. government or the, or the Civil War and who was, who was at it. But as the movies came out, I just took the movies as they were. And going back to what were, we were saying, you know, pseudo-comic fans, I remember with The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Gwen Stacy, you know, and spoiler alert, um, <laughs> obviously spoiler alert, you know, people were upset with, People are upset with uh, Jamie Foxx being cast as Electro, and and then Gwen Stacy, and then Gwen Stacy dying at the end. And someone mm-hmm. said, "Well, that's how it was in the comics." And the first thing I or 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 something else happens in a movie, like, "Well, that's not what happened in the comics." The first thing I say is, "Which comics are you talking about?" Right. Because Spider-Man's it's... origin, Spider-Man's origin has been rebooted thousands, maybe not mm-hmm. thousands, but like you know, like maybe in the last hundred years, yeah, his, his origin has been rebooted. 20 times who he's married has been changed up 15 times uh you know throughout all of spider let's go with superman for example superman's origin is always he's the last son of krypton the last son male the last son of krypton lands in smallville raised by martha jonathan and martha kent to 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 appreciate american values life liberty and pursuit of american way etc um Kryptonite is, his, kryptonite is his weakness. Everything else has been changed a whole bunch of times. He's, right. married, he's married and had kids with Lana Lang. He's married and had kids with Lois Lane. He's married and had kids with Wonder Woman. He's married and had kids with another character. I, I, I can't remember. Jimmy. Who. Maybe Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> he married Jimmy and adopted kids with Jimmy. Um, you know, there's different variations of Jimmy Olsen. There's different variations of of uh princess diana i mean batman the only thing that stays the same is crime alley his parents were killed in the alley he grows up to be a vigilante uh a batman there's there's been five different robins a couple of them female there's been you know uh three different three different jokers that he knows of you know there's all sorts of different changes so when you, you can't just say like oh that that didn't that's not how it happened in the comics well the dark knight the Dark Knight changed up. Okay, so Two Face got ha- got ha- got half his face burnt from acid. That's always been the comics. Mm-hmm. Now in Batman the Animated Series, in '92, Two Face got blown up. Yeah. Got, uh, in, in a fuel, in the in the animated series, that's how Two Face did it. So the Dark Knight went off of the animated series background instead of the acid in courtroom background. They even right. they, they even played a joke at it, where in court, uh, Aaron Eckhart's playing Harvey Dent. And he's, you know, uh, questioning a witness in court, and the guy pulls a gun on him in court. Well, that's that right. was kind of, that was kind of a play off of like taking away the acid. He pulled a gun. Harvey Dent sm- snatches it, punches him, you know, like the the badass that Harvey Dent is. Right. And then it gets blown up, and that's how it happened. In the animated series, not in the comics. You can't. But the comics get rebooted, rebooted. It's th- there is this there is this formula. There is this mythos in this in this you know kind of general but when it comes to like the Arrowverse on tv versus the dc extended universe when it comes to the mcu which is both cinema 
theatric and um, Netflix and TV. That's right. And that's the beauty of the MCU is that they were able to connect, keep not clusterfuck everything, but that yeah. every, everything that's TV uh, streaming and movies is all connected. Yeah. And in one way or another. In one yeah. way or another, yeah. So, and it's funny you say that because the uh, I remember the Batman was it Batman Forever? Is that the one with Two Face and Riddler, Jim Carrey? Yeah, and Tommy Val Kilmer, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in that one, I guess they followed the comic book because I believe doesn't Two Face fall into like acid? He might have. In I can't that re- one, I can't he even falls remember into because yeah, because the best of my knowledge, I thought the movie started. I don't know if they did like a flashback or how he got turned. I think we I, I see thought, we actually see it because I remember okay. seeing like Tommy Lee Jones like his regular face, his regular two face, yeah, yeah okay. and then he falls into the ass, yeah. So it's funny. So and and like it doesn't really work because it's like how do you fall in a in a bat of acid and I mean only scar half your face perfectly? Yeah. So I'm like in, a, in the in the comic world that could work because well, it's one frame. It's like you know, but then in the next, but and that's the thing, like. But even, right, in the comics, people, but even in the comics, someone threw acid in his face. Right. And, he, and so, right. like, when he kind of, like, turned, that's why it splashed on one side. That's right. And Batman was in court. He was a witness, too. He tried to jump on him and, and like, put it out, and he didn't, didn't get to him in time or something like that. But that's the thing, too. When people say, like, oh, uh, they're either mad or happy that they did it the way like you said, like, oh, well, that's not the way they did it in the comic books, or that's the way they did it in the comic books. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's a comic book, not a movie. It's a mm-hmm. completely different medium. You can't just... On top of all that. Right. You can't just, medium. like, replicate exactly what's on paper onto the screen. You just right. It just doesn't work, because the people who wrote that weren't thinking in, in the movie, in a film sense. They were thinking in a comic book sense. And comic books are completely different from feature films. And so that, I just feel like, you know, I, I don't like it when people are like, oh, well, it's not, uh, for not just comics, for any books, whenever they have book adaptations, when they're like, oh, well, it's not like true to the book. And it's like, well, there's a certain amount of leeway I, I have for that because it's like, it's a totally different medium. So, you know, everything on the book shouldn't be on the screen because it just it probably doesn't translate as well as if you were reading it. Yeah. Um, so so yeah I, don't know. I mean a wise man once told me i'm happy to get something i love uh, a, a colleague of mine said you know i love comic books and i love cartoons and i love the superheroes and i love these characters i'm happy that they're making movies they're finally pulling the trigger when we were kids we wanted to see x-men in the theater we wanted to see hulk yeah. like yeah. like a big budgeted hulk even the hulk with eric banna i enjoyed it it's yeah, same. not the best one. Incredible Hulk is awesome with Edward Norton. I liked it. Yeah. I like all the Marvel. I like all the Marvel movies. Even the Thor, the first two Thors that are kind of like, eh, still yeah. enjoyed them because yeah. they're, they're, they're funny. They find a way to make them funny and entertaining. And they're still staying true to the characters. They're still within the general mythos of, of what these characters are, how they have their powers, who they are, who they get involved with, yada, yada, yada. And, and so it's worked. Because Infinity War and Endgame was so epic and so, you know, uh, such a grand scale with so many characters and everything just finally culminating together. Yeah. And uh, I've said this numerous times on this, on this show uh, with, other, with other guests. It, you know, people complain, like, how can you watch all these Marvel movies? Well, if you can sit on Netflix and binge watch all of The Office or if you can sit yeah. on Hulu and binge watch all of Seinfeld, it's the same amount of hours. Yeah, pretty much. Guaranteed. All eight seasons of The Office, 
and all the MCU movies in chronological order. I guarantee you it's the same amount of hours. Office is probably more hours. Probably. Yeah. 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 So I mean, think about, it. yeah, 24 episodes a season, 24 of, let's, I don't know, 21 minutes without commercials. I mean, yeah, that's easily times eight right. seasons. Yeah. Right. I, I knew this was gonna. I knew you were gonna be an awesome guest. I knew we were gonna be going on for hours. So I haven't even gotten to my second point that I like to address. Oh man, awesome! Yeah. <laughs> so we. But it's great. Real I'm, quick before we leave comic books, um, yeah. you should uh, look into my buddy. His name is Lafayette Wright. He's also a comedian. He's an artist as well, as in he does drawings. Um, he does a lot of uh, uh, comic uh, fan art. You should check out his uh, Instagram. Aside from him doing stand-up, he uh, a great stand-up, by the way. Um, he's also very talented in um, in drawing and stuff. Yeah, okay. you, should, you should check him out. Super into um, comic books. You can talk all day with him, um, but you should definitely follow his uh, his Instagram. I believe it's uh, Lafayette Wright. Okay, all right. Link link in below. Um, I'll post up. I'll put his Instagram there in the in the link in the description below. But uh, so yeah, back to you. Uh, my second point of the show, how would you say you are impacted by the quarantine, the, the lockdown, shut in, um, stay in, stay in place, shelter in place. How would you say you've been, you've been impacted professionally? I'm unemployed right now, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the last set I was on was the one that you were present at. So it was just about okay. a month ago. And um, that was, the day that you were there was the second to last day that I was on set. And we were, everything was after that, after those two days, um, early, early February, um, we're pretty much like not, not, it didn't escalate as like it did in March yet. So we were Mm -hmm. still on like, okay, Hey, we're nothing has been told from the higher ups of the other companies. Um, we're just going on moving forward. Like if it's happening, so let's just keep prepping. So luckily I was still working after that. And our shoot date was supposed to be for another episode of what you were working on there with us before was, I believe supposed to be March 3rd or so earlier last, so last week, last Thursday, last Wednesday and Thursday, April 3rd. April 3rd, I'm sorry. April 3rd, um, yep. And they, we, we actually, we went as far as the Monday. We stopped on Monday. So what was that, like the uh, 29th or something? Okay. Or, mm-hmm. So, which I was surprised. I thought they, they we pretty much stopped it after um, the governor of Maryland put the, um, put the stay at home thing. He put the, the kib- he he put the kibosh on everything, yeah. On everything, pretty much. Yeah. And it wasn't until then, like that Monday, and we were we we're getting ready to shoot on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so it was that Monday. We were like playing it as like you know we were taking precautions. Like uh, mm-hmm. we bought every, everybody for every person that was on set. We kept it under ten people for each day, and then also we had a like a, whatever you want to call it a corona kit or a virus kit, and it had like. Um, sanitizer, a spray, your own paper towels, your own gloves, your own mask, like a whole bunch of stuff. Everybody was going to get one. You know? So we're all prepared about doing this because, again, like we kind of also – we need to work, man. We need to get – a lot of us are freelancers and stuff like that, you know, the camera, yeah. camera, camera crew and stuff like that. So all that stuff, you know, it's like a day a – day, the longer we can work, the better because we were all looking at it like, oh, yeah, we're going to start losing a lot of money 
and not money, but like jobs, which is like, yeah, future money. Um, And uh, yeah, we stopped on that Monday and pretty much I was just told, Hey, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of have to stop until things get back until at least, at least until um, the governor lifts the, the, the stay at home warning. Um, And then after that, we'll just, uh, we'll just have to see. Um, but it's been like what two three weeks now mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime soon so aside from that i mean luckily my girl she's a teacher um so you know she's still working quote unquote oh she, she's definitely working because she has to do the yearbook too as well mm-hmm. and uh and now since they're doing uh distance learning starting like next week um she's had these past few two weeks to start prepping for all that they got to get all that organized and i guess transferring all the the hard copy grades or whatever work into like digital form now. And uh, so, you know, she's, we've been, we've been doing that kind of like trying to work at home together where she's doing that. And I'm either podcasting with uh, different people. Um, um, Bill, I'm, I'm doing a podcast myself um, that I'll be releasing out soon. I've been trying to, Oh, I also, funny enough, you, I listened to your previous uh, zombie squad podcast and uh halfway through i'm just like oh this is a day trading podcast this is great (laughs) this is amazing because this is all i've been doing for the past four weeks is just day trading yeah i've been doing i've I've been dabbling a little bit um i use robin hood so i'm not like i'm not like a monster day trader but i'll look at like some stuff and i'll see like oh if if it rose should i should i dump it make a buck or i'm do i'm doing it every day from 9 30 to noon i try to like that that's my like let's just try to make some money in that time um Mm -hmm. and so i've been doing a lot of that and it was nice to hear that you guys are like doing. it was just like i don't know i felt I didn't know what to think because it's like, oh, it's like an idiot move. Like, why am I, you know, everyone's panicking. Why am I throwing money at this thing? And it's like, well, I can't, I shouldn't be have, I shouldn't have that like panic in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like, if anything, this is the right time to just buy and just ride it out. So Let it sit there. So yeah, Mike Brandt, you can, you can find his, you know, information in, in the description of that app. If you want to read out, reach out to him and, you know, see what he's doing. Cause he's doing something called for, for X or, or some sort of platform that he's actually releasing. And he's doing like online trainings with people on, on this, that, and the other thing. But, oh, yeah? but as far as what I'm doing, as far as stocks, I'm finding like the cheapest, the, 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 the stocks that have dropped the most, like I'm looking at stocks that are like five cents, 10 cents, JC Penny went like down to 45 cents. When I was on, when I was on the set with you, yeah. I saw JC Penny drop down to 45 cents a stock. So I bought, I, I bought like 20 bucks worth of 40. So that's like 40, 40 shares. Yeah. I bought like 50 shares. So I'm not going out to bars. I'm not spending $25 bar tabs anymore, $30 bar tabs anymore. Right. So, so drop what I would have at the bar, taking the lady out to uh, the restaurant, dropping 50, 60 bucks for dinner, drop that on, on a bunch of stocks that are, 15 cents, 20 cents. There's stocks out there that are down to like 10 cents. Yeah. But they might, but, but, but in a year they might raise up to like two bucks. Exactly. That's going to turn easy money, 40 bucks into 500 or so. I don't know the math, but I'm not, you know, I, I could do the math, but that'll be a boring show, but that, that, so that's what I thought of doing. Now there's some really more in-depth stuff that, that Mike's doing. And Yeah. uh, yeah, all his information is in that episode in the, in the description. If you want to reach out to him, my viewers out there, if you want to like reach out to Mike, he could use it. Um, so I'm check it out. But so I'm yeah, glad, I'm doing, you 
I'm, I'm doing a lot. Doing it, yeah. yeah, man. It's and it's been fun. So so also I I dabbled in cryptocurrency about like okay. a year and a half ago when mm-hmm. it was like really going before before it hit before Bitcoin hit to like eighteen thousand. You know, when that that big surge, almost up to twenty thousand and whatnot. So I was on it before, way before when it was like maybe like between a thousand and two thousand dollars for Bitcoin. So I had I had like one and a half Bitcoins at one point. Um, but then afterwards, I started trading and I started getting into like Ethereum and Ripples. Mm-hmm. So those are other types of crypto. I I, I threw in a thousand dollars. I got out with like twenty two hundred dollars. I mean, you in the span of like two months yeah yeah. i was like i was like hey man that's cool and then i just got out and i was just like you know what this thing is too i I felt like i didn't know what i was doing enough to just eat to kind of play my luck (laughs) that way i was already lucky enough to double my money and then some yeah um so it's just like all right you know what forget it and and then and then like a couple months later you know all of cryptocurrency like goes down and um so then so then i figured when this when this whole thing started happening you know, this year, actually, my girl and I kind of sat down and we were thinking early January, we were like, hey, we really got to start thinking about our retirement, our future, just like our, you know, savings, just like, let's make sure that we have something that can just grow or just, is there some, you know, aside from bonds and, and all this stuff. And I was like, well, you know, hey, yeah, maybe I should look into like the stock market because I did cryptocurrency before. It's, you know, and I feel like that's more volatile than the stock market. Um, and I survived uh, cryptocurrency. So when I just tried, so before I dove into it, this all happened. Luckily, I didn't dive into it in, in January or mm-hmm. else I would have been just, you know, and uh, so I started. Uh, so we got a good, we had some, some disposable cash. And I was just like, you know, let's just put in this money and let me just try to grow it like every day. My goal is to get literally just a hundred dollars a day. Let me just try okay. it for a hundred dollars a day. I'm not hitting it all the time, but I'm like, that's like the goal. So I do a lot of, it makes me like research companies. It makes me watch the news and like the good news, not like the terrible news, meaning news for like companies and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wake up earlier in the morning because I want to read info, uh, make my coffee uh, before the opening bell. Um, and not, not only that, I'm also like, ever since this whole thing, ever since we got basically laid off, I can't go to the gym anymore because no public, no public places and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I've just been, instead of, I don't know, I understand a lot of people can get uh, real low. This, gyms, this is a real low point for them. Gym, gyms, gyms would be the absolute worst because we already have oh, yeah. people that don't wipe down the sweat. We already yeah. have people that are like, you know, when I run little bits of little beads of spit are always flying out of my mouth because yeah. I hate, I hate running. Yeah. And so that, Gym's probably the absolute worst place to go right now. Exactly, and I stopped right when, like, when things like yeah were go because the last time I was there was um, I don't think March second or something like that mm-hmm. was the last time I was there, and uh, and so you know, I, so I, look, I understand that people, you know, this is a, the this isn't a good year for them so far. Like they're you know, and they're using the, not they're using this as an excuse, but I don't know, I. I'm if you're sad, that's cool. <laughs> Deal with it. But I'm just like I'm taking this um terrible situation and trying to turn it into yeah. somewhat a positive. Like I'm still um and, and you know me. I've been like trying to 
be good in terms of my fitness and trying to be healthier. I've mm-hmm. been trying to eat because you met me. I was, I was a much that's, bigger dude back yeah, in the day. And that's another and, thing. That's another thing I took a huge, I took a huge note of when I saw you on the last set. I was like, dude, I, well, I saw a bunch of videos you were posting on Instagram, I think. And yeah, if, yeah. and if not, and or uh, Facebook of, of your workouts and, and of yeah. you, and of you just, you know, dropping weight, dropping pounds. And, yeah. and when I saw you in person, I was like, dude, you look phenomenal. Great work. Cause I, I, I was, <laughs> I was, I, I was, I wouldn't say I was like uh, watching every one and right. time because but my, you can see my, it. The further you don't yeah. see me, the mm-hmm. bigger change that is that you see. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely. And so I just started. Um, I just l- luckily, what I guess what I'm trying to say is like this whole thing didn't kind of. Even though I'm not, I can't go to the gym. It's like I wasn't like I didn't shut down. I wasn't like, oh man, I can't get my workout. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you know what? Um, I'm off. I'm laid off. Might as well just might as well just eat whatever I want. You know, who yeah. cares? Like, what? Nah, man. I've still been. Uh, I got my girl and I take a walk after dinner every day, at least like mile and a half, two miles after dinner. Um, I we try to do morning walks, like separate morning walks, and then uh, morning uh, and then afternoon or night walks together. Um, I've been working out at home. I don't have a lot of stuff at home. I don't have like I have like one dumbbell that's like twenty pounds. I have a kettlebell, luckily, twenty five pound kettlebell, and then a couple of bands. And funny enough, I have a few things that I bought for recrees that was like, I just happened to have a show. I think we did a recree about um, like the Menendez, is, is it the Menendez brothers that Menendez like, were worked brothers, out, right? That they were like super, were they? I think, I think they Maybe. were fit. Yeah. If not, there was like another, you know, evil twins. That was one, that was the show. All right. Yeah. One of the, one of the episodes was like these two dudes who like work out and they do steroids and stuff like that. So like as props, I had to buy like a couple of gym stuff. So luckily, you know, I just kept it because it's like, oh, they can't, we're not allowed to return it and no one's going to use it. So cool. I'm going to keep it. Um, but as far as uh, like working out, I've been doing um, the deck of cards, you, you know, the deck of cards, 52 cards, you flip it and you just do either push up, sit up, squat, oh, okay. press. So, you know, you just go through the, for the whole deck. So my, my goal is to do the whole deck um, at least three to four times a week. Um, I've been doing good at that. Eating, I've been... I mean, ever since I kind of did, I started, what really changed my whole dieting perspective was uh, doing the Whole30. I don't know if you've heard of the Whole30. Um, it's basically just like a, a, like a, a, quit, like a month-long like, uh, reboot of like, what you eat, you know, just mm-hmm. to kind of clear out your body and just kind of start at a base level. Um, yeah. it's, really, it's pretty much just get rid of sugars and breads and, yeah. like, and carbs and not carbs, but sugars specifically. Um, so that got me on a good route. I did the, I did the whole 30, like four times, um, in four years, like every year I just kind of did it to like, uh, restart my, my, what my body, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it wasn't until the fourth time or the third time that it like, it really stuck. Like I just basically been eating, um, relatively whole 30 foods for the past like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean I haven't ate sugar or i haven't ate bread i just mean for the most part it's been like that diet because i just got so used to the way i have to shop for that diet i that's just the way i shop now because it's it's all whole foods it's it's one ingredient foods you know i'm you won't catch me for for a good amount of time like eating like anything out of a box anything out of a bag anything anything that's like pre-made 
I'm probably not going to eat it. I mean, the only thing that I, that I eat out of a bag is like almonds or like something that's prepackaged. It's pretty much just like nuts or, or peanuts or almonds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've been kind of like lucky to just kind of, yeah, I didn't, when this whole thing happened, I didn't go in a spiral. I just kind of like, well, you know what? The only thing I can be in control of right now is my, my health uh, for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. or at least what I'm putting inside of my body. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, sucks. I can't work right now. Sucks. I can't do this. I can't do that. Or I can't go with my friends and play basketball or, mm-hmm. or do stand up. Like, yes, that, those are all things I'm not in control of, but what are the few things I am in control? I'm in control as far as right now, like my weight and like, you know, what I put into my, in, into myself, um, food, uh, drinks, um, walking, I walk, you know, so I just try to stay active, you know, whether if it's raining, fine, I won't walk. I'll work out here. I, I, I do yoga. I'm doing yoga a lot more, try to get it done in the morning. Um, and like I said, it goes, it all goes back to like, to, to the trading. Like it's just something for me to keep busy or else, you know, or else you're just what eating, sitting on the couch, watching terrible news all day. And yeah. like, people can't function that's, like that. It's a terrible way to live. And I can't, I, I can't wife, do that. That's all my wife does is just, she's reading the news and she's like, babe, it's so terrible out there. And I'm like, stop reading that shit. Let's take a walk. And, and me and the wife, we do walks all the time. And we'll, that's great. And, and a lot of times what I'll do is I got that harness to put the, to put the kid on the, on the oh, nice. harness. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I'm walking with a weighted vest, like doing yeah. the best walk. Yeah, there you go. Nice. And, he's, and he's like looking around. It's like killing three birds with one stone. That's the great. wife will walk with me. Or sometimes what I'll do is I want to run. And so she'll, we'll put the kid in the stroller. She'll kind of do like a lap while I'm running for like three laps and then we meet at the end and I'll like oh, wave nice. or I'll, I'll pat her on the butt in front of all the neighbors and while I run by <laughs> or whatever and she gets embarrassed. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's important to, I, I've said it a number of times before, this is the most opportune time to take all those passion projects, to take all those hobbies, yeah. the things around the house. Um, you know, you can clear out a room easily, clear out a room and, and do just bodyweight stuff. Uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're aware I'm in the national guard and there's only three workouts that I have to do to be successful in the military right now. And that's push-ups, sit-ups and run. I could run around here and I can just do like 150 push-ups, 150 sit-ups, call it a day. And, and you, you'll be in great shape just doing push-ups, sit-ups yeah. and I'll throw in air squats, you know, body weight squats. Yeah. And I'll do that because that helps with the run, obviously. And then I'll go run on the next day and then come back in, do those three workouts in the basement. And then the next day, go run. And of course, on the fifth or sixth day, me and the wife, we're going to just chill out, watch TV, drink beer, drink wine. Nice. And then yeah. I got I to gotta lose all that beer weight again because yeah. there's been quite a bit of beer drinking since this whole thing. Um, I, I tend to not, I tend to not, I tend to stay away from beer. I'm not too much of a beer guy. I'll do, I'll do wine or like even I'll do some white claws, man. Like I rather yeah, just, okay. cause they're just kind of like, cause I don't know. I just don't, beers are just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of beer, the taste. And then also the, the, what's it called? Like the, what are you called? The, the newer ones, the like pale ales and the mm-hmm. stouts and they're just too heavy for me. They're very heavy. And I'm very a big, heavy. I'm a big IPA guy. I'm okay. a big IPA yeah. guy. So, you know, if I was to like be on this hardcore got to shred pounds phase, I might do vodka and soda water, like right. seltzer water, LaCroix yeah. and vodka. And I've been doing that, you know, just because I don't want to just be constantly drinking, drinking beer, beer, yeah. beer, beer, beer. But a good IPA is definitely, 
you know, when the wife wants to sit down and enjoy a glass or two of wine, that's what I'll drink. Yeah. But, but if I'm up all night editing, I might have like a vodka soda, you know, just to like relax while I'm editing, but it's not going to be, you know, a, a heavy fattening beer. Oh, I told, so, I told so, you. Summer. Yeah. Summer's different though. Summer, if I'm outside and it's like a hang, nothing's better than like an ice cold beer. Like I like, a, oh, yeah. I like a Corona or a Heineken. Um, I, I, man, nothing beats like an yeah. ice cold one out in a hot day, but absolutely. As far as like, what my drink of choice, uh, yeah, you won't really catch beer here at my house. I have like liquor bottles. I'm really not much of a drinker too. It's just, a, I have liquor bottles that I've had since like a year and a half and they're <laughs> yep. still not done just because like, well, one, my girl won't drink liquor that much. Um, but then I'm just like, yeah, I just like to have it just for the purpose of having it. I right. don't, and it's not like the way I used to be um, college years where it's like, oh, I have a handle that handles like gone in the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I it's used to crazy. drink like that. I used to drink yeah. like that. Not and, not, 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 and not just me. I just mean like the handle is going to go away because me and my buddies. <laughs> or you, you might know, have friends gonna, over, yeah. We're going to have friends over. Like I know for a fact that's gone next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no, not like that anymore. So, so I'm, happy, I'm happy with like the, the shift that I've made in, in, in my eating habits and like the way, like everything. I just honestly, I just didn't know how to eat, meaning like what is good for my body and what is not good for my body you know everybody's different i can't say like oh you shouldn't eat this because of this and that it's like well no you're a completely different person that those things may not affect you the way they affect me you know there's people with gluten problems and stuff like that well i mean gluten doesn't really do much to me but aside from like i get i gain weight a lot faster so i'm gonna stay away from like breads and gluten because Mm -hmm. of because of that not because i have like a um an allergy to it um so so yeah i've i've been uh, conscious about like what i um my shift of cuz i just used to eat t- terrible terribly i used to drink those vi- uh those vitamin waters mm-hmm. like you know the cut the cut and to as drink, it turns out it had so much sugar in it or something uh, i used to drink yeah. the the yellow one i forget what it was called like energy or something like that this is energy it's called energy like i doubt like the name of yeah. it was energy i can't be you know, it's yeah. so, and then, yeah. And then, you know, I look, I look at the back and it's like, oh, 50 grams of sugar. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Apparently, and, apparently, I drank, and I drank two each yeah. night. Like what? Like that's insane. Apparently, yeah. Apparently they went under or, you know, 50 cent was their spokesman or they had like this major issue because the people realized like, this is not vitamin water. It's sugar water or yeah. something like that. Yeah. They had a big, it's misleading. Yeah. They, they had a big crash in publicity or sales or something because yeah that that stuff like that got out yeah and that made me more aware of just like labels like in the back yeah. oh yeah just, like, I, I, just take a, a second and just I'm read, a label you know? reader yeah mm-hmm. and now it's just like okay now i know the first thing on the label in the ingredients that means that that has the most of that yeah you know it's like i didn't i didn't know that but, okay so when when i pick something up and the first thing is sugar it's like oh hey don't get that at all and you that's know like you, the worst thing especially if it's a liquid if you're putting liquid sugar into you that's like the worst kind like rather just eat a chocolate bar than to actually have fructose drinking a, a glass exactly of syrup. exactly yeah. because and you raise that's also a great way to save a dollar too because you can look at this can this can and this can and if they're all the same ingredients this might have slightly less sugar which is healthier for you plus it's five dollars cheaper. Yep. You're gonna not only shred pounds, but you're gonna save five dollars. Yep. And you're gonna lose weight and save money. And and 
by just and it, like you said, it only takes a minute, not even a minute. Yeah. Read yeah. a little, five grams, three grams, two grams, a, but a dollar more, but less sugar. Well, you're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, or, and I just know, and I just know how to shop. I know how to read labels. I know how to shop now. Like I just mm -hmm. know where to go. So it's like, I don't waste time in the, in at the grocery store, like going aisle to aisle being like, Oh, I want this. Or like, Oh, I could, I want this on the weekends. I just know what I eat already. And so I just veggies, fruit, meats, potatoes, onions, that kind of stuff. And then go like, basically I always shop around the outer perimeter mm -hmm. of the grocery store. Cause everything in the aisles is just, um, prepackaged, you know, stuff so it's just right. not not great for you but so yeah so i've been glad i've been glad that's kind of kept up i'm glad that during all this none of that um learning went away none of that like went like oh well you know hey here's an excuse to to uh, eat you know mm -hmm. peruvian chicken every night you know it's like i can't I, I just can't i can't anymore you know as much as i love it i love peruvian chicken you know you've been to my sets don't we have peruvian chicken yes. at least at least one day yes uh, and there, during, and there, during our week and there's a Peruvian chicken place not too far from me right now that I've gone to a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go to Sardi's? What do you do? There's or just a, 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 a I, local one, more local. I, I think it's, well, I don't know what the actual business's name is because it says Peruvian grill. On okay. Top. Nice. So it might, that might be the name of it. It's in a little strip mall and they, they, they fix it up so fast. It's like, yeah. you, you know, it's like, fast, like, it's like, cheap, like, it's every delicious. Joe, every Joe Schmell will look at it and be like, it's really cheap quick nasty food comes in like that plain white styrofoam thing but it's amazing and they give you so much they mm -hmm. give you such a yeah no it's yeah. it's great man um, yeah but you can't do it every day can't do it every day <laughs> do, i mean if it was just the chicken i could but like i gotta get some yuca i gotta put the sauces the white sauce and mm -hmm. that's really what kills it all the sauces yep. right there you know because that's got i'm it's sure it's rich. got butter it's got dairy it's some something you know mm -hmm. um and then there's the, the fries the yuca the rice the rice is delicious yeah um, if it was just a chicken it wouldn't be too bad it's just chicken it's just protein yeah i mean there's little hacks you know instead of white sauce or you know thick red sauce you know it's yeah. like uh it's like do a balsamic vinaigrette instead or uh, oil and vinegar instead, you know, yeah. a simple, a simple olive oil and, you know, a balsamic vinegar mixture with some herbs as a dressing, as a sauce, instead of like the thick white or mumbo sauce, you know, mumbo sauce, the yeah. big, I mean, it's, it's okay, but that's just syrup. That's just straight. Yeah. Yeah. Straight. It's good though. Syrup. I remember there was a spot. Um, there was a spot up in 14th, no, was it for now? Maybe like 11th and U Street around that area. I used to live in Columbia Heights and there was a spot that sold chicken. Did, it didn't look like they sold chicken. Like it, like it, was, it didn't look like a restaurant. I forget mm -hmm. what they, they like cash checks. And then right. they also had like fried chicken in there. And it was okay. dirt cheap. And I remember going in there and that's the first time I tried Mambo sauce. And uh, yeah, that was, that was crazy. I was just like, oh my God, this is just like heavy syrup. It was delicious, yeah. but yeah. man, it was so good. It's just fried chicken. I can't, yeah. So, and, but, and, but that's how I eat. So that's the thing too. Like I don't, I also don't like go without have, without eating the things that I like. Like I love chicken. I love Peruvian chicken. So less now, but like um, before it was like, hey, I'm going to get um, Peruvian chicken every other weekend mm -hmm. 
you know, at least every, every other week. weekend's kind of decent. That's yeah. Decent. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. I can't, I can't tell myself you're never going to have Peruvian chicken again. Like that's, that's terrible because then one, I yeah. will. And then two, when I do have it, I'm going to feel terrible about myself because I broke a promise to myself. Right. You know, right. but no, nah, so that, that kind of, that type of dieting is like, I'm over with that because I just learned it's like, you can't say no to yourself. You can't say you're never going to have this or that. Right. Right. Because even it's, it's a terrible way for your mind to like think because it's just all it's going to be in there and it's going to fuck with your mind. Even The Rock, you know, and he brags about it on Instagram. I think oh, yeah, every yeah, Sunday yeah. has that 12, 18, 20 stack of pancakes. Yeah. And it goes every, this is my Sunday breakfast every Sunday without fail. I do cheat or you're going to freaking go nuts. And, right. he, and he still maintains because yeah. it's mind over, really, everything's mind over matter. You know, it's, it is 90% diet. 10% workout, yeah. but it's, it's 99% mind over 1% matter. And, and if you think it and you, con- if you think it and you concentrate it and you believe it, and then you do it, you still have to do it, but it's like, it's that mindset. Okay. Because a- another fit actor, uh, Stallone, I think was on a talk show. I don't know, Letterman or Conan or something years ago, years ago, but I saw, I saw him on there and he, and the guy was like, you're like 55. How do you keep working? How do you stay so fit? Because I work out every day and I've made it to the point where I feel guilty for not working out. Yeah. So I get up early and I work out because if I don't, I'm going to, I make myself feel shit about it. I, I eat, I still have fun. I'll have a cheat meal here and there. I'll go out with the wife and kids, da, 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 da. but I make sure that I do what's important to me and working out's important to me. Because if I don't, I make, I give myself shit about it. Mm. And that is the way to get things done. Cause some people, um, going back to, you know, doing what you love and we love doing these productions. And even with the coronavirus, we found these ways to get masks on set and to get protective, uh, uh health and safety gear on set to com- to complete the shows that we love what we do. That's why we do it. It pays well. You know, we are paying bills. We are, you know, living uh, off of what we're doing, but we love what we do first and foremost. And, and I also, you know, w- w- was impressed with the fact that you did want to complete the season of this show. What was the, I, I forgot, it, this wasn't Dark Souls, was it, that, that I worked? No, the one that you were in? Yeah. Uh, well, yours was a pickup the scene that we shot together was a pickup for true conviction. I true conviction. Say. Yeah. True conviction. Yeah. So of course the thing is you need to complete, you, you still need to complete the season, you know, so that there can be another season. Say it can yeah. be aired. Let's try to hurry up, just rock it out, get some protective gear on set, make it work, make it happen. Or the network might give up on it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, I don't think that this is all hype, this Corona thing. I don't, absolutely not. It is important to stay safe, stay inside, especially now, obviously. I mean, the numbers are skyrocketing. But, it's, but at the same time, what's going to happen in six months when we're done? And, and when was that picture taken, by the way? I just took this off the internet. Okay. I just took, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just typed in, I t- I typed in busy Tyson's Mall. <laughs> okay. And then that came up. And I just I thought it'd be hilarious just to like... <laughs> Uh, the good old days, right? Right. The good old days. You know, but when, 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 
we're stuck inside now and we have to figure out how to like, you know, retool ourselves to finish a script or finish a book or finish mm -hmm. a passion project, finish editing a film we shot two years ago, which I also had a short film I shot two freaking years ago, but I've just been so busy with gigs because I had a wedding and I got a kid and it's, and it's like, I'll, I'm going to edit this when I can, when I have some free time, but I got to take the gigs. I got to pay the bills. I got to save up money. This, that, and the other thing. Now's the time to knock everything out so that when those floodgates do open, it's like, all right, we're going to, I have all this shit written. Let's produce it. I have all this shit edited, stream it, put it out there, sell it, you know, get yeah. it picked up by a network, things of that nature. Finish true conviction season three right before the Corona uh, quarantine. So that there is a season four and a season five and there's more work and there's more work and there's more work after the floodgates open. So it's, it's, it's always going to be this tricky balance, but but yeah, I mean, I feel guilty every day. I, every day I don't finish a little bit of something on this. I feel guilty about it. Every day that I don't work out, I feel guilty about it. But at the same time, I have to remind myself, I'm in a, I'm in a, me personally, I'm in a kind of a separate, very special separate boat where me and the wife just brought on this kid. So every, every two hours and 45 minutes without fail all day, every day, it's change a diaper, give mm -hmm. him a bottle, he might go to sleep. He might not two, two hours, 45 minutes later, change his diaper, give him a bottle. He might go to sleep. He might not. So on the freaking dot, like, yeah. like I don't have to set timers. Well, she says to me, did you set a timer? Like, no, I know. I, I think I know now that if he's crying, I'm gonna change him. And by the time I've changed him because he's always like wrestling and fighting, then it's like, might as well just give him a bottle. Cause yeah, I, I, I do keep, and apparently the wife just texted me. He's, he's apparently he shit three times in the past 45 minutes. <laughs> so she's been doing nothing but diaper changes while I've been on the air here, but um, yeah, I've been, yeah. So, I mean, like that's, that's the trick is that um, pull, you know, try to pull, pull, pull away for an hour or two, pull off this podcast because what else is going on? This is a great opportunity to talk to, you know, fellow artists, fellow, fellow producers, uh, actors, crew crew members um business moguls you know like uh, day traders stocks stock moguls yeah. entrepreneurs artists <coughs> i'm teachers uh, i'm gonna have a teacher on later on this week about the whole new way that school is being taught I and mean, it's yeah. all on nice i think it's all on chromebooks and zoom as well i mean every zoom's killing it right now yeah um i guess which would lead me into my third point well, the second half of my second point is you, you, you already addressed it quite a bit with the fitness, with the, with, with, you know, with the fitness and the diet, but how else would you say you're, you've been impacted personally, say family, loved ones, significant? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, I live with my girlfriend, so luckily we've been, we've been here and kind of uh, quarantining ourselves. Um, yeah, I haven't seen, I have a lot of family that's uh, in, in, here in Virginia. Um, one, some are like 20 minutes away, some are like an hour away, but I have, and I usually see them like every weekend. I usually like go, go and visit them every weekend or we try to have something, uh, or they come over to mine every, or a weekend and either we go out to DC or we go, we order in or try a new restaurant. Um, I love taking my family out to a Korean barbecue. 
love Korean barbecue. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's been like almost a month now that I haven't seen them. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to them and they're not the best with like um, video chat. So it's like just the phone, the phone right now. And uh, I try to call them like every day or every other day, um, mm-hmm. but it just sucks, man. It really does. Uh, Cause I have like, I have an aunt who I'm really close with. Uh, I have nephews, two younger nephews that are like, uh, nine and 11 and they're, and you know, they're, they're just boys and they're cool to hang out with and they play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. And luckily we connect online sometimes on Grand Theft Auto because we just play online and it's just a more fun way to interact with them. Mm-hmm. I have a niece. Uh, she's not, she's just turned nine. Um, we actually had her birthday party here at our place and it just kept it all family. And we took her outside. This is like earlier last month. We took her outside to fly a kite. I got her a birthday cake. Like it was so much fun. I, l- I really do love spending time with my family. So that's definitely been like the biggest bummer aside from like, obviously not working and not getting paid. Right. Like the, the one that like really, really hurts is, um, the fact that I haven't been able to hang out with family or friends. I mean, it's just, I, I miss that. Now the good part, to, to all that of not being able to hang out with the people that I usually hang out with is the other side where I've actually been talking or at least get into contact with people that I haven't talked to in a while, you know, that I oh, haven't, yeah. that I usually don't like text and say what's up or like just, you know, or call and stuff like that. Or, so, or some people that I just haven't talked to in a while and I, I've been, you know, chatting it up with them. Um, so that's, that's been good. You know, I just try to, Again, I tried not to have this like just bum me out completely. Um, so I find little ways of like, well, you know, fine. I haven't. I should check into this friend who I know from high school. I should check in from this friend who's in co- who, who I know from college. And like, and I know, and you know, at first there's always that like, oh, like you know, we haven't talked in forever. Like, is it weird? But it's like if you just do it, people are like, oh, especially like net right now, people are kind of very open to just communicating and just. Being, and just being friends and being like nice to one another and just actually showing showing some love mm-hmm. and uh, so that's been good I've been like contacting some friends that I haven't talked to in a while and it's just uh, it's good to know that they're good they're doing all right they're staying safe that they're you know I, I haven't had um, any friends like come at me like oh you're believing in this and like oh you know this and that and like so luckily that hasn't been the case um so which which makes me happy which makes me think like okay i'm i my my group my core group or something they're they're pretty level-headed they know what's up they're not like just you know to being told what to do like they they're they can think for themselves but at the same time they're like aware of the situation and what can oh, be yeah. and a lot of these and a lot of them are just like you know they're they have kids themselves and they have they have like um just you know what what everybody has just a, a whole different life onto themselves and it's you gotta it's just nice to get uh in touch with those people that i haven't connected with so that's been that's been the good part and obviously the bad part has been just not physically seeing people friends and family yeah. um and that and any and something that goes with the whole workout thing is like i i just started getting back into like not only watching basketball but playing basketball and that, man, I, I haven't missed something that much in a while. Not only just watching it, but just like playing it. Cause I was, I love playing basketball. It's like the, I think it's playing basketball with a friend is like the best workout you can get. Oh, yeah. Like I, I'd rather do that every day than go lift weights or go run or go do whatever the hell. So I really miss that. I've missed like the just the, the being, the physical activity with a group of people with just friends and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, so, but, 
what basketball are you watching? Oh, I used to watch NBA. A uh, big Wiz oh, fan. Oh, used I mean, to. Yeah, well, used to because yeah. there's nothing on. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm now no, just I, watching okay. the, the History Channel, the old uh, NBA Or reruns. Games. The reruns. ESPN reruns, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had another colleague saying that, which will, which will lead me to my next point. But I had a colleague saying, you know, I, I was a big ESPN guy, and, and now it's there's only so many reruns of a game I can watch, you know, replays yeah. of a game. So I guess, yeah, that'll lead me into my next point. Is there a film? Is there a series that you're binge watching? Is there oh, yeah. maybe even a, a book or series of books that you're reading to pass the time to kind of like – that's that's that stands out in your mind uh and 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 helping you maybe helping you cope or just you know or just waste time yeah yeah no i definitely well book wise i have to one second i picked this up i want to read this i haven't started it yet but uh harry uh s truman Uh the truman show Uh (laughs) um i'm a big fan of uh What's it called? Um, biographies. I like biographies. Okay. More than more than anything. So I like. I aside from this one, it's my a lot of the books that I own are just like um, comedian books. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey's book, um, Amy Poehler's book, Patton Oswalt's books, and stuff like that. Um, I have to dive into that. I haven't done any so far. But the show that I've been into right now, my my girlfriend and I actually just dive dove back into Thirty Rock. Have you watched Thirty Rock? I've seen maybe four or five episodes. I was never really into it. So 30 rock. Okay. 30 rock. Yeah. So 30, I mean, I've, I loved 30 rock back when it first came out. Uh-huh. Um, Cause it's very, it's also very inside baseball when it comes to like production stuff. Like they have a lot of inside jokes that deal with that world yeah. because mm-hmm. it's about a show. The show is about a show. It's about a, um, a sketch show. That's it's supposed, it's called the girly show. Right. And then on the pilot episode, like the ratings are not good for the show. It's like an all women cast for a sketch show. The ratings aren't good. So the higher ups, the boss, which is Alec Baldwin, decides to hire a new person, a famous person, so he can get the numbers up. And then and then they get uh, they get Tracy Morgan or in his in, in that show, he's named Tracy Jordan. And so he's in that world, he's a movie star and he, he goes to the sketch show to make it bigger. And so they renamed the show TGS with Tracy Morgan and Tracy Morgan's like the star, even though it's supposed to be an all female cast sketch group, you know, it turns out to be his show. It turns out to be his show. Yeah. yeah. So it just starts with that. And then it's like, it's, it's kind of like, I guess it's like a, not a parody, but like, it's, it's kind of like a show of like the ins and outs of like, I guess, Saturday night live kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's you know the writers' room and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that that was my understanding was that yeah, it was a comedy, it was a comedy about like the making of an SNL esque show, yeah. basically. And it's funny that and there was another show that came out like the same year, like the same pilot, um, but it was a more serious look at that world. And I think it was called like something 60 on the sunset strip it had matthew perry yeah matthew perry in it. yeah i forget the name something on the sunset strip and it was basically 30 rock but it was a serious version it was serious yeah 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 and it was okay like it was okay but it was like i much preferred 30 rock because when it was funny it was shorter and it's also very it's very saturated it's a very colorful show it's a very funny like jokes jokes jo- it's, it reminds me of like the simpsons 
because mm-hmm. they just go joke, joke. Like every sentence is a joke. Like the sentence is a joke and then the paragraph is a joke in itself as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I really loved about that. love about that show. So, and watching it back, it's like, man, they are so, like the writing is so good. They were, they did a joke about Bill Cosby before the whole Bill Cosby thing like blew up. Mm-hmm. Like they did a joke about those allegations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. way before that thing was like blown up. And I was just like, dude, this is like five, six years before that whole thing. Like even like they happened. jumped there. That like, happened. But like when, when people like found out and yeah. And like it was just were, like, yeah. and I just give him a lot of credit because like, you know, back then it's like other people would be like, well, we can't say that about him because you know, like, this and that you know so it's just like i think the writing in 30 rock still holds up terrifically and it's just uh it's uh like i said it's, it makes me in a it gets me in a happy happy mood because it's very bright it's colorful that you know it's not the there's there's always laughs coming like uh-huh. smart laughs and also like toilet humor laughs they got yeah. both they got highbrow and they got lowbrow jokes which I, that's that's really what i love because like I love both those kinds of jokes. Mm-hmm. I really, no. you know, I, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I only do highbrow, jo- I only like puns and highbrow shit and blah, 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 you know, like, or like, oh man, no, nothing makes me laugh more than just, you know, shit humor. Like, I laugh at both. I laugh at all of it. And so something, a show like that, they can kind of have both in it, I think mm-hmm. is like great. See, and, and, and that, that raises a point, because I mentioned The Office before. I think the, the funniest moments for me in the office where Jim's pranks on Dwight where throughout the whole series well throughout the whole series his pranks got smarter mm-hmm. way more intricate his pranks did and it's so it's so in and of itself it's both stupid childish prank humor mixed with very smart like the yeah. whole CIA prank that he did to him he's he the, oh yeah, the, sending him faxes of this like he's working faxes. for the CIA secretly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was and then he was writing him le- he was writing him letters from the future. And it's like they're <laughs> they're really they're really smart intricate ideas, but at the same time it's a stupid freaking prank. Right. And, right. and so but it like, works because yeah. of the characters cuz And it works because of the that, characters. If they did that in like the first season or like the pilot it doesn't work because we don't know who Dwight is. As as we, we don't know as right. we progress with Jim and Dwight. Right. The now pranks, we know the pranks that, progressed as well. Right. So right. now it's like, oh, now we know that Dwight is gullible. Now we know that Dwight is uh, is a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. So, oh, now we know that. So of course these absurd things would work on somebody like him. Right. Because but, of that character. But right. the first prank that we got in the show was all of his office stuff in, in jello. jello that's right yeah but also it's just it's not just it's not just he pooped in his drawer he took the time to make jello yeah. mold yeah. it put his stuff inside of it put it in the fridge overnight yeah. Yeah. put it back in his drawer and so the very first prank is still kind of smart and intricate but 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 not as super smart and intricate as like letters from the future or faxes from the cia yeah you know and 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 so you're right so that first prank shows you dwight hates pranks and jim pranks him and dwight hates it and they hate each other uh things yeah and so and and back to 30 rock you know i never really watched it you know all the way through or anything like that but i do know you were talking about a joke within a sentence a joke within a paragraph 
and then a whole episode being a joke. And then the whole series, the whole entire series, there's this joke where the guy had a different phrase on his hat that one writer was wearing a different yeah. hat with a different yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. And Judah, and, Judah Friedlander. Yeah. And apparently if you go back and write down everything that was on the hat, it makes a whole the, the, sentence. There's a whole, there's a whole story. There's a whole story within his hat. Really? I, and I never, and, and that's the only reason why I want to watch the show now. Oh just, wow! That's, it, now I want to start from the beginning. Is to again? Yeah, is to somehow track down his hat. And I bet there's a list. Though. I bet there's a list. On there's the got to be. Yeah, there's yeah, got to yeah. be. And I never Somebody looked at already, it. Yeah. But you know, just just you know, just by watching YouTube, it's like you know, top ten whatevers of whatevers. And I overheard something about the dude's hat and Thirty yeah. Rock and how. There's like this whole other thing going on with that. And that's what I love about the show was like the yeah. attention to detail from yeah. everybody, you know, mm-hmm. from, from starts with the writers and then it trickles down to, I mean, the, the attention to detail is impeccable. And, and that reminds me of another great show, Arrested Development. Those were my two shows in 2006. Arrested Development is absolutely insane. Yeah. And what they were my, they were my top two shows. I was watching 30 Rock and Arrested Development all the time because they have a similar thing where like, the saturation is it's bright it's always date like daytime things are orange even the even the even the arrested didn't didn't black out they white out instead of going going to black they go to white which i really loved i yeah. don't know why it just really it was just it seemed more peaceful than just cut to black so the and, reason so the reason why i think that is that I don't know what they're trying to say, but in most common editing and direction with a lot of films throughout the, throughout the decades, that means someone's going to heaven. Okay. So a cut to black could mean like someone died or that's just the end of the story. Yeah. When they fade to white, that's like an ascension to heaven, to ascension to a, to a, to a higher existence Okay, sure. Sort of imagery. So I've always so I've noticed that that they always cut to white or fade to white after every episode. And so what are they trying to say? But I don't think they're trying to say anything to that extent. I, I think they just decide Yeah, I think to they're just trying the- to make it different. Yeah. Like uh, every other show it's always, you know, it's black first and then cuts to the show and then at the end it cuts to black or fades to black, but theirs it's it's just white and white and and yeah, the sim- the the thing with 30 Rock and Arrested Development, at least for me, it was just that they're all Aside from joke, 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 it's always like, aside from it being funny, it's always like a happy funny. There's never like, no one gets hurt or the funny is not at someone's like expense. Like, I don't know. It's sweet. It's never, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very, like, it just always, with those two shows, it's like, I'm guaranteed to not only smile, I'm Mm -hmm. guaranteed to laugh. I'm guaranteed to hear. And also guaranteed to probably uh, catch something new that I didn't catch before. That's the beauty right. of it. That's what I love about those shows um, that there's just so jam packed with jokes. You, you, you miss things. You miss, you miss callbacks. You miss little puns. You miss little things in the background. Like it's, yeah. It's, and, and again, that goes to the attention to detail. And that's why I love those two shows. And, and what I always enjoyed about their writing and then their jokes is that for example, the, it, it, they, they, they do a lot of this sort of writing, this sort of jokes, and this sort of twists, where they got fed up with the banana shop. But the, the, the father, the matriarch of the family was like, the money's in the banana shop. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll keep the banana shop running. 
and then they hate it and then they hate it and then it burns down and the father's like i said the money's in the banana shop the money is in, in the banana in, shop right. and if you're like oh my god this whole episode the turn of phrase is amazing right this whole episode meant nothing get the money right and and that sort of thing another yeah. but another thing that about this show is that you know episode one they did like episode the very first episode they kind of did a flashback of how the family is that and the other thing and yep. then and then yada 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 episode one ends episode two has a flashback of shit we never saw yeah they do like this quick like catch up yeah, yeah but it was almost like it's almost like episode two is really episode three they never aired episode two they just did a recap of episode two and so episode two is really episode three they do a quick recap and you're like when did when did all that happen and then yeah. they, and then they jump into to what's happening in episode two episode three starts with a whole nother flashback of a bunch of stuff yeah a bunch of crazy stuff that probably would have been funny but they jam pack it in like 30 second flashback yeah of stuff that happened between episode two episode three etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they and, do the same thing at the end when they say at on the next arrest and they don't show that and they're yeah 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 exactly right. yeah they don't show it it's just something yeah which i kind of liked like at first it it bothered me mm-hmm. it's like oh whoa, 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 what happened to wait yeah, exactly because my mind as a regular television viewer that's how we're used to mm-hmm. it ends here and it will pick up from there or if it's if it's not a procedural mm-hmm. um but yeah but when they did that i'm just like wait wait, wait did what, what did they and i mean it goes to show you that it was, I guess it was, exp- I mean, I can't imagine how much more they shot. It was a million dollars per episode that they were spending. I, yeah, I think that's why it got canceled. Fox right. was like, it's, it's doing well, but we can't afford it. I mean, it. I wouldn't even say it was doing well. It was, it was getting like uh, critically acclaimed and then won Emmys. But as far as like, as far as the numbers, no. And then oh, okay. we killed it, which I was so mad about. Um, they canceled it during the summer or I guess the final four shows, they, they, they lined up the last four shows of the third season or what, what was the last shows uh, in that year. Um, they had it at the same time as the Summer Olympics opening ceremony. Oh, uh, so okay. Nobody saw the last four episodes of Arrested Development. Oh, uh, okay. Nobody. Everyone was on Channel 4 watching the Olympics mm-hmm. opening ceremony, not Channel 5 watching Arrested Development season finale, two-hour event. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember I was watching. I was like the, probably the only person watching Arrested, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> just cry, just I w- crying. I, w- I, w- I would like, this is it. I would have been the same. I would have been the same one. Like, no. I've never really, never really been into sports. It's always been movies and TV and, and art and you know Same. storytelling because and we could we could go on a whole another three hours about about this but it's just it's the same game they're running up and down i do like nfl nfl is exciting i will say nfl is exciting my wife got me into nfl but nba i'm glad that you like basketball but i can't just watch them going back and forth. but see i like it because it's so fast like that i mean i like I like going to baseball games. I don't like watching a whole baseball game. Couldn't unless it's like, couldn't agree with you more. Unless it's like, you know, the playoffs, the World Series, obviously, especially if Nats are playing, duh. But I just don't like the fact that it's too, a little bit slow for me. I can't watch baseball without, and, and yeah. not really entertained by basketball, but, and, and see, basketball, def- I feel like it's, basketball is like, you're going to get, 
an awesome three point. You're gonna get a sweet dunk. Like in every minute, you're gonna see something. There's like always awesome. a foul. There's always a foul. There's always foul shots. Even with NFL, and I think it's so exciting. There's always a freaking flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but sometimes you get an interception, and now the score is like thirty to thirty to five. Yeah. But in my opinion, and just my opinion, basketball, it's always like two, two, four, five. Oh, he made a three-pointer. Seven, nine, 12, 10. Oh, they're catching up. And it's just, it's within like a point or two. Honestly, I feel like that's I, more like a lot of college basketball is like that, where they get like, it's just a back and forth, back and forth. You know, you they're could, up you, one, they're up two, the other team's up one, the other team. But when it comes to basketball, I feel like it's really awesome to see. And I've seen it. Well, in the Wizards' case, when they come back, when they ha- when they're like down thirty, mm-hmm. and then they cut yeah. like in the in the second quarter, and then they come back and I, on and the maybe, fourth, and then they go to overtime. Like that's exciting yeah, to see maybe, them go from like negative thirty, and they just go on a on a twenty point you know streak, unanswered points. Like ah, maybe I'm just not blessed to have seen like a comeback like that. Like I've seen football comebacks like that, yeah. overtime wins that are kind of exciting and intense. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I just never really been basketball though. I will agree with you is a great workout. It's, it's the best man. And I, I'm not great even, workout. I'm not great at it. I just love it's just a good workout. Yeah. It's just a good workout. I love, love just, even if it's by myself, I'll, I'll just bounce the ball around take a couple shots. Super fun, super great exercise. That, and that's the one thing about it too. It's a, it's one of the few sports that you can kind of play by yourself. You can just get exercise oh, by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't like you know it's hard to toss a football to yourself, right? I mean, hockey by yourself. Who are you going to kick a soccer ball to unless you have a wall and you're just mm-hmm. kicking it back and forth? But like, yeah, that's what I love about um, basketball. Cheap, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, which this, I guess, this will bring me to my final major point, which is what would you say is your next agenda or goal or set of goals or plan or set of plans for the next month or two? Uh, it, Cause I'm pretty sure we're still going to be quarantined for the next couple of months. So what would yeah. you say your next, you know, agenda is? Let's see. Uh, right now I think, and if it's like, yeah, within the month or two, I definitely want to start putting on my podcast, start okay. getting a role with that. Um, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to do a video podcast as well and just put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically going to be just, more just more about me it's not health it's not like fitness centric but there's gonna be some of that just because like i just do that and i also like think it's like it's kind of funny like i i like to play around with that Mm -hmm. like i like to uh be absurd and like i I want it's just this i like pretending to have like way more confidence than i actually have like it's just a funny to me it comes out funny um and so it's just going to be more about like me, my, my thoughts, my just absurd. I'm trying to make it between like 15 to 20 minute, like nothing, nothing too long, just so I can, and it's, and it's for me, so I can just get used to doing it and churning it out. Cause I don't want to have like an hour, two hour long podcast. And then it's like, if I'm not going to be able to do that every week or twice a week, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to have a two hour thing. And then next week I have nothing. And then, and then a month later is another hour one and then two months off. And then three months later, it's an, you know, so I just want to see if I can do between 15 to 20 minutes 
try to do it weekly, maybe twice a week. And if I can get a good role with that, well, then maybe I'll just get it bigger. So one is work on my work on my podcast for sure. And two, the other goal for the next couple months is probably finish like yourself, finish a couple of unfinished projects, um, whether it be finishing a script that I'm writing or I'm putting some finishing details on two sketches that I wrote and shot already or that, or that I shot already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just that and uh, myself and Sherwin are where, you know, Sherwin, Sherwin, uh, mm-hmm. yep. Sherwin Santos. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's, I collab with him a lot. And so that's a, that's my main goals for this month for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If you, if you could close out with one, with one point, one bit of advice, even one word for our viewers, for the, um, you know, dealing with these times, one point of advice, what would that be? You know, I honestly, I got to say, I am, a, I'm a bit tired of people kind of looking down at other people for just being outside for just kind of like living their life. Like you have to like, I guess my advice would be like, if you, if you think you have to go do something, you have to be outside, whether it be work, whether like, just be okay with Like, you're not, you're not trapped in your house. Don't, you know, you're not going to step outside, breathe in a little something. And then suddenly like you're, you're a goner. Like it's not, don't be terrorized by, by this. Like you have free will and you should be able to do like, just go. If you need to go grocery shopping, go grocery shopping don't feel bad about having to go grocery shopping to feed your family or to feed yourself. Or if you're going to shit, if you, if you're taking, if you're getting delivery, don't feel bad for taking delivery, man. You can't just cook every day, all day. Like I cook for the, I cook four, I cook five days a week, but weekends it's like, we're either getting something frozen or we're ordering out. It's just cause I just, we can't do it. Same thing with like, saying that I'll never eat this. It's like, I can't just say, you know, I can't say I'm never going to go out. It's like, you're going to go insane wanting to go out. Mm-hmm. So I think my thing is just kind of like, people should stop feeling bad for, uh, for like getting delivery or going out to a restaurant to get, to get takeout. I mean, yeah, the safer thing would be to cook at home, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, you can't cook at home every damn day. Just go ahead and order don't feel like an asshole because because you're doing it don't feel like people got to stop like attacking people because they're doing this or they're doing that and i was i was like the same way we're like a little bit earlier last month like you know i'm walking outside i'm getting a lot of exercise and i just see like two moms that with their where they're with like three kids you know and it's like at first i was like oh man like ladies your moms you guys should know better like keep your kids away and you guys should be separate but it's like at the same time it's like i don't know where they're coming from i don't have kids who knows how they've probably been quarantined for 30 days already and they're about to go crazy and then they just said you know what we're both been good we're neighbors cool let's go let's take a quick walk you know it's like why should i be like oh look i'm better than them because i'm staying safe it's like no you don't know what the other person's like have to deal with or like their life. It's just like, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, my advice would be basically just cut yourself a break or cut other people a break. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself when you have to do things outside. Yeah. To work, to work off that. I mean, there's, like you said, there's definitely ways of people doing what they want to do, but in a safe manner. Right. I, I still go out grocery shopping. I still go to the beer and wine store and pick up stuff. And I wear a mask and rubber gloves. Yeah. We have a bunch of rubber gloves and I wear this and I wear the mask. 
yeah. hand sanitizer or Clorox wipes all over everything. But we, yep. I still go out and go get, you know, the little essentials that I think are essential. And we still take walks. And not only that, not only if you're doing everything safe for yourself, but respect other people's distance. So mm -hmm. it's okay for me and the wife to go walk down the street, take walks and strolls, as long as we're staying away from, keep that distance, that six mm -hmm. to nine feet distance from right. other people that we see. Yeah. I, when we're walking on this trail, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's your average size trail, but people do step off. And then I step off and we're walking like off the trail away from yeah. each other. Then we get back on the trail when we're over here. Yeah. And so, like you said, you know, there's ways of doing the stuff we want to do that initially we might feel guilty about it, but don't like you, like you said, don't feel guilty about it. Just do it the smart, safe, healthy way. Right. Think about it and respect other people's concerns in, in that regard so that, they can go do it as well. They're not guilting you. You're not guilting them. Right. People you know, the, yeah, there's everyone, people, yeah. there's people, you know, at the grocery store that's, that are without face masks and that's fine. That's your choice. I'm not like, Oh, they're, they're terrible people because they're not wearing face masks now. Mm -hmm. Like the, two weeks ago, they said, you don't have to wear face masks. Now they're saying you should. So it's like, maybe that person can't even afford fa a face mask. Like, who, you know, it's just like, yeah. Cut, cut each other a break, man. That's, I think everyone, everyone needs a break nowadays, man. So it's like, why be hard on yourself? There's only so much you're in control with. Yeah. The yeah. conditions are already hard enough. Don't be hard on yourself. Right. 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 Yeah, well, man. is there anything you, uh, finally, are there, um, blah, uh, plugs, links, socials that you want to put out for us? Uh, yeah, feel free. Anybody, uh, listening here, I do. I know I was probably super funny during this podcast. You probably want to hear more. Uh, if you do, you can follow me at uh, I'm at on Instagram at Jason Nunez. That's J H E I S S O N N U N E Z. And I'm sorry for that. But if you do want to follow me, that is my Instagram. I'm sure if you just spell my first name, you'll you'll find it. Um, that's J-H-E-I-S-S-O-N. -S -S and that's my same handle for Instagram, Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. I'm not very active on there, um, but, uh, but I still post some, a few things here and there. Um, what I'm mainly active is in just Instagram and Twitter. So feel free to follow me. I, I say a lot more absurd shit, by the way. Don't, don't think. That, and it's not all fitness related either, but I'm just saying I get, yeah. <laughs> Okay. And it's pronounced Jason. It's pronounced Jason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. I awesome. promise. I swear. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, links below in the description to uh, all of Jason's uh, links, his uh, socials. Um, check out his podcast, um, the, the other podcasts that he was on as well. Thanks for watching my podcast. You can like, subscribe, share, comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, ring the bell for notifications and check us out next time. All right, go on. Thank you, man. Great right, time. Thank, thank you.